0: Deep to right field, way up.
1: Hey guys and welcome to Ball Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast and we are one week away from opening day. Yes, it's finally here and it's me, Dave Shaw, and I'm joined as ever by Alex Carr. Alex, how are you my friend? I'm back,
2: it's me, everyone's favourite frustrating positive human being, back in the fold, here I am.
1: Wouldn't have it any other way and not only (laughs) that, we're also going to be joined by Jack Fritz a little bit later on. So this is going to be an ultra Phillies hype. Over- <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to be smothered in positivity. and We're going to wind you up to this team getting to the World Series and beyond. Wow. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, me, you,
2: Jack, on <laughs> the same pod. Yeah, there's like- no one. There's no one to
1: talk us down from no, this. No, there is. It's like a big <laughs> echo chamber. It's it's great. Um, and also, Jack and Alex will be going head to head in a game. Uh, not not together, but uh, their questions will come individually. But it, uh, I'm so nervous. Jack, uh, Jack I, I have literally was nervous. It just Alex for everybody nervous.
2: listening. I have legitimately no idea what is about to be thrown at me. Uh,
1: no so I'm slightly I'm slightly terrified. No idea. Jack had no idea when he did it. We've already recorded his bit. He had no idea until we got to the game and I won't oh give God. his score until I've done your bit. Actually, the, actually the listeners, this will be produced. will will know Jack's score by the time you get to do it, Alex. Oh so, God. Ooh, uh, oh, but, nervous. but news, lots of news, of course, a week before uh, the opening day, um, MLB UK Community, um, the new podcast is out, UK listeners, and even American listeners who want to hear a a British view on baseball. It's called PTBNL, podcast to be named later. Um, MLB UK Community, great, clever name. Do, 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 Do you know who came up with that? Pete? No, Bob from UK Braves. Oh no. I yeah. take it back. I <laughs> yeah. take it back. Too late. I take it back. Too late. It was, it was Bob's name. <laughs> um, yeah. Excellent new podcast. I'm not on it this year. Um, I've just got way too much going on with this and uh, in play runs, which we'll get to in a minute, but uh, it's it's a community podcast. They've, they've got Nick from LA Angels, Jack from New York Yankees and George from the UK Astros and a complete mixture of different fan accounts coming on and joining them, talking about the week of baseball. And it's a it's a great community little pod. It's a really good pod. I highly recommend it. And as you may have seen on social media, in play runs returns. My little baby, yes. my little project. Uh, the video is out now. We'll be going from Sunday, the fourth April at five fifty UK time. All the games covered. Fans covering the games like a soccer Saturday version of baseball. Last year was great. This year's going to be bigger and better. There's a lot of plans for it, and I cannot wait to get it going. So, subscribe to the YouTube channel, inplay.runs. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, Recently, the Phillies, big shocking news. <gasps> Aaron Nona's the opener for opening day. Uh, yes. Oh, what? I know. I know. I, I just couldn't believe it. I thought it was airflame <laughs> all day. But, uh, no, Nona's got it, and he looked fantastic in his last outing. Back to notice, but we said, What did we say, Jack? In the last part, don't worry, he's fine. And my word, he was fantastic. Uh, Efren Howard are due back there. The Eflin is on the opening uh roster for the opening weekend. Uh, Howard's close as well. Brad Miller's feeling better. Hazley's back. JT's back and hitting home runs. But yeah, so injury wise, we're looking, we're looking a lot better oh, than when we were. Thank last god,
2: week. thank Ooh, god, phew. it was looking. Dismal for a minute, it yeah. really was. Um, but I mean, the fact that so Jeff Mathis, uh, also, I, I don't know if you were gonna mention uh, this, Jeff, Mathis, no, he's, he's, Jeff he's... Mathis was let go. <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunate, yep. but somebody had to be somebody, some something had to give. Uh, so but Jeff Mathis is leaving his parting with the team, uh, only speaks positively to to how the Phillies feel about JT Realmito being ready for opening day. So, thankfully. I think we might just see him suit up uh, behind the plate for for game one, which is thrilling. Thank God. Uh, And it does look like, it does look like uh, Spencer and Zach will both be ready, thankfully as well. Uh, I know that they're both going to throw sim games and then both of them, I think are going to try to get into spring games uh, at some point, which is, which is interesting. Uh, I, I really, really hope they can just, you know, they can maintain enough to be ready for their first. <laughs> I don't know if Spencer's going to get a start, but to be ready for their first appearances, whenever they may be. Um, so I'm just very, very thankful. And God bless Brad Miller is okay. Thank yeah, the Lord. Oh, yeah. man. I, I cannot put into words how massive it is to have Brad Miller on the bench uh, and all over, to be completely honest. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be huge for this team. I think
1: Couldn't, this year could not agree more. Uh, quickly round up the news. Uh, BT Sport and ESPN will be showing free Phillies games in the opening week. I've noticed in the schedule, uh, Braves beat the Phillies on the Sunday, 4th of April, will be at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, also, the Mets beat the Phillies on Tuesday night, midnight start. Set your recorders on that one, and the Phillies beat the Braves on a Sunday night on bt sport espn at 12 p.m uh, 12 a.m sorry we do not appreciate that don't take away <laughs> our early games that's not funny that, that's not even funny sunday early games going to going to midnight we rely on those sunday early games
2: i know we don't really like that
1: espn i think it's espn sunday night game which means we get it here as well on our TV, but uh, the Phillies are on TV, BT Sport, three times in the first week and then later on in the uh, couple of weeks down the line as well uh, and uh, Sanchez and Moniak were sent down uh, shame we didn't get to see Sanchez in spring Moniak, we sort of called that last week, didn't we Alex Moniak mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of the curve on that one um, and, like, and like I said that brings us beautifully into a little segue of course mickey money why not mick was jack's man and uh i had to get jack on this this news was was just oh i just i had to know how jack was so uh jack came on the show and here is what jack had to say all right so as i said at the start of the show we have not only got alex but we have the one and only jack fritz back on the show as well ladies and gentlemen jack how are you my man
0: i'm doing good i'm doing good now Now, am I second billing to Alex Carr or am Uh I, am I first billing to Alex Carr? Very important question. (laughs) Don't mean to put you on the spot this early, but I would like to know where we stand here. Very, very important question.
1: Right. Okay. Alex has been a long serving member. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right.
0: Let's get started. Okay.
1: Oh, great. Awkward start. Already hot and (sighs) flustered. Scripts out the window. I'm um,
0: just kidding. I don't care. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. One week to go until we get proper Phillies baseball Jack excitement levels. Where are you right now?
0: Ah, oh, I mean, like it's it's get, like I, I, I have reached the point where I don't care about spring training games anymore. That's that's how ready I am for the Philly season. Like I don't need to see. You know, the, I love watching the prospects, but I, I think I got I got where I need to be with those guys. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, you know, I, I like seven oh five. I know for you, it's like one oh five or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. but seven oh seven oh five for me is like going to become a daily holiday. And um, like, I just I can't wait to have them back. I can't wait for the games to matter. I can't wait to see everything shakes out. I am very nervous. To find out what the Achilles heel of this team is going to be, like yeah. I don't want to know yet. Um, so that's going to be like frustrating, like existential dread that I look forward to every night. But, um, like, I'm even ex- like I'm even excited for the first backbreaking home run. Like I know yeah. that sounds yeah, you know, messed up, but like just to have that feeling back in my life, like oh, we're back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I have got to ask you, why not Mick? He's he's gone. Uh, he's gone. But but we saw so much. Good out of him that when he does come up, no doubt, surely he will. If he carries on that form into the minors, he's going to come up again this year. You've got to be proud of the guy because my God, he's proved a lot of people wrong this spring.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I am, I am, and like the best part of this, this spring was that people finally started to realize, like, hey, we might have something here. And I was just fired up from the standpoint of like it, he changed the narrative. He changed the narrative this spring um from the from the standpoint of oh he's a bust, he can never do it all this stuff to like hey like they might have a starting caliber center fielder a guy that can take down the position and yeah he's gonna be 23 in may super young, so um, young. <laughs> yeah and like i mean listen he was drafted 168 pounds he's up to 205 like some it just sometimes it takes guys longer than others especially in a sport like baseball and it just feels like he's really matured a lot it seems like he's in a good spot And I just love what Girardi said the other day about how like when he comes up, we told him, we want to be able to play you every day. And I don't think the Phillies have a starting caliber center fielder on the team right now. And I think Moniac's the guy. I think I think eventually he's going to be the guy. So, um, you know, I like where I like what the Phillies are as a team and thinking that way. And I, I I can't wait for him to get back up here. And I I hope it's soon.
1: So I've gone with some, I tried to figure some hashtags for Quinny and Hazy and I, I, I failed miserably. I've, yeah. I've, I've got hashtag win with Quinn. Come okay. I, I tried. I tried. And I've got Hallelujah Hazley. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's the best I could come up with with a replacement yeah. of Why Not Wick. They're not, they're not yeah. great. I know. I can hear uh, it with Jack. They're not great. Well,
0: it's, you know, a hashtag sometimes just has to come about. Um, Like, uh, yeah, I got, dude, I got nothing. They're very, they're very tough to be hashtag. <laughs> yeah,
1: Quinn's tough.
0: Yeah, Quinn is Quinn is definitely a tough guy. Um win it with Quinn, no. Um, Roman Empire?
1: Oh. Oh. Yes. Hashtag, hashtag Roman Empire. Roman Empire. Love it.
0: Okay. There's one. Um, um something with Hayes. Ugh. Happy days? I don't, I don't know. Happy, happy days
1: of Hayes? Uh it's, it's tough,
0: but, but yeah, I mean, not, not, not jump off the table. Like uh, why not? But everything else I feel pretty good about it. even, even four or five spots in rotation. You know, I, I trust what I've seen from Matt Moore and Chase Anderson. I don't know how, you know, upsidey they are, but I think they're good enough. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, the bullpen, I, I I'm higher on the bullpen the most, but obviously center field is the hole. And, you know, I, I just don't think it's going to be as detrimental as people are saying, like there's going to be holes in the baseball team. Baseball is a game built on failure. Like it's not that big of a deal. It's it's ultimately and hopefully Moniak can come up and be the center fielder long term. That would be amazing. I think that would be great. Um, but you know, it, it. I don't know. I don't know what the upside there is. I hope he's a starting caliber center yeah. fielder. Yeah. Um, it, but, it's it's
1: still quite early, isn't it, to yeah. to really judge. Um, Kingery showing signs <laughs> of life. Is he well? We're going from a very low base point here. We're going, we're going from extremely low base point as he's hit a double and got a hit today against the Tigers. But still, is it enough to give him an opening day roster spot? Let alone being the team. I I still, Matt Joyce has done a, a better job than Kingery has. Would you still send him down at this point?
0: I don't see the. I just don't see the downside. I mean. The downside is that you lose a guy that can play pretty much every position on the field, like defensively. Mm. Um, but the upside is that he's he's not good at hitting right now. So the reason I would set him down is he uh, there was an article in the Inquirer a couple of weeks ago uh, just about how him and Joe Dylan are basically just they're scrapping the whole swing and starting from scratch like they're 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 restarting the whole swing. And I don't want him to have to figure out his his new swing going against major league caliber arms. Like I would like for him to gain confidence and, and get it going a little bit. I'd like him to go to the alternate site site and work with the Phillies hitting coaches and get this thing right, rather than just giving him a spot on the major league roster, even though he hasn't really earned it. Um, and, and trying to get him to fix his swing on the fly. Like fixing swings is a hard thing to do. It is a hard thing to, to tear down a swing and rebuild it and fix it. like, you're seeing Reese Hoskins right now. Like he's just getting out of, the John Maley effect. I mean, he's he was made lead for, for a year and it completely ruined him and all that stuff. So he's just kind of getting out of that now. That's been a year and a half since John Maley has been here. So it takes a while to rebuild a swing. Baseball is a hard sport to play. I would like for him to go down to the, the alternate site and kind of try to figure it out there rather than try to figure out on the fly going against major league caliber arms. Uh, it's it's just not a, a, a plan of success for Scott King. I
1: agree. Agreed. Um, quickly onto the prospects, Derek Hall. Mm. What a like! What a free! Well, what a two and a half weeks he's had because he started the spring yeah. quite slow. Uh, now on six doubles, another hit today, six RBIs, one home run. I'm not gonna lie, I hadn't really Derek Hall hadn't really been on my radar until this spring. It, what sort of player is, well, we seen what Derek Hall is. He's a hard hitter. My word. He hits that ball so many times, well over a velocity of hundred mile an hour. What, what do you see a future role being possibly for Derek Hall? If he continues to stop? Cause obviously he's first base Reese is at first base, a future bench player at best. Maybe he, what, what, what we expect to see from Derek Hall in the future.
0: I think he's a future trade case. Like I, I just don't, I don't know where he plays. Like, I just don't know where he plays. I don't,
1: like,
0: I don't really need him to be a bench piece, you know. Like, I mean, it's it's it'll be a luxury at that point. Um, like you can just sign like a Matt Joyce if you want a left handed power option off the bench. Um, I'll try, I would try to use him for I would try to use him in a deal and try to get something out of him, you know, maybe like a another bullpen option. Um, or maybe like I don't know how good Derek Hall is. I, I, I think he's always been able to hit, that's never been a problem. He's had trouble making contact in the past. Um, luckily like that might be fixed now. Um, you know, but like to me, we saw this with Dylan Cousins. we saw this with Darren Ruff. Um, Reese is a little different because because Reese gets on base all the time. It's like Reese has an elite eye. Um, I don't know how good Derek Hall is, but I would try to flip him in a deal and and whatnot because I don't really see a path for him here. I don't think he's better than Reese. Um, and I don't think he can't really play any other position besides first base. So, uh, unless like unless the Dh is coming and and Bohm can stick a third and Reese is good enough at first place defensively or you know they can find a of flip-flop it could be Derek halls as, as the first baseman and, and Reese at Dh like sure maybe that could happen but um I certainly like I I don't think he's like yeah. a difference difference making talent
1: no no uh, what week to go a spring hallelujah and we just said we're now at that point let's just going to fast forward a week but what have been your highs of spring Who surprised you in spring training this spring what's been the highlights
0: well moniac surprised me um yeah. obviously i mean he's been he's been great um you know I, I i just just the fact that he's again he's changed the narrative around him. um matt more surprised me i didn't think i was gonna yeah. like him that much i didn't think i was gonna like him that much but i i came out of spring training uh, really liking what I saw from him. Uh, just like his, his plan of attack is just good. I mean, changeups, uh, you know, fastballs in change ups away, uh, to righties, cr- the curveball to the lefties is really good. Um, so I think he has a good plan of attack. I'm excited to see what he does this year. The stuff doesn't like jump out, but I think he has a, a, a good plan. Uh, Luke Williams has surprised me. Mm, I didn't, yep. you know, I wasn't a huge, he, well, he's not huge on the Phillies prospect, uh, list, but I mean the guy can play everywhere. He can play literally every position on the field. So um and he, he's he's consistently hit the ball hard. Um uh Nick Matt Maton, I really liked what I saw from him. I think he can be a future bench player. Um but really I mean like there was a <laughs> I'm sad about Jeff Mathis. Definitely, definitely yeah, released not well, handling yeah. not, not handling Jeff Math Mathis well. But really like everyone everyone who I came into camp like being excited to watch kind of you know, flashed. You know, mm, Jose yeah, Alvarado yeah. was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> like just, just like he's literally the best reliever I've ever seen. Um, Archie Bradley worries me, but he's looked better the last couple couple of outings. Like the fastball looked like it's getting a little bit more zip to it. Um, but really, everyone's kind of lived up to my expectations. Kingery has been a huge disappointment. Um, but I, I, you know, they're they they're in a good spot heading into the season. That's for sure.
1: They are. They they really are. And I did the and uh, Roundtable podcast preview with the other fan accounts from the NL and Jack—they're sleeping on us. They oh, have no idea. Like just a
0: bunch of haters.
1: They're all saying fourth and fifth, maybe scraping 500. Many see us below the Marlins and below the Nats. Man, I can't wait until this team springs some surprises on them. I really can't because I say it every year, but I, I honestly, from what I've seen, and the, the bullpen, the upside is is so much greater than last season. I know it's only spring, but they're, they're flashing the stuff. Like you said, it's, it's, getting, my, it's getting my hopes up. It really is. Yep. Um, who, what would be your ideal rotation in that bullpen from, uh, from sort of the holds up to the... Neris obviously would be in the saving. Well, I presume Neris would start as a, as a closer.
0: Uh, I would. I would. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like when, when Bradley was signed, a lot of people thought he would be. Um, but I'm not sure that's still going to be the case. Uh, I actually, I, Hector, I think has looked great. Um, I just, I love, he, he's like, he threw a slider when he first came up, but it it now looks like it's, you know, an actual pitch. And I talk about this a lot on high hopes, but like when you, when you could tunnel, uh, like uh, if you can throw a fastball to the same spot, a slider that breaks away to to left or breaks away to righties and a splitter the breaks into, into righties. Like, it's just, it's a really hard thing to, to consistently square up. So, um, I, I just, I love where Hector is at, and I, I, I want him to be the closer. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I think P- it's so easy for people to be like, oh, you know, the bullpens, the bullpen, the bullpen. It's like, watch the bullpen, okay? Watch the stuff these guys have, and then tell me that it's the same bullpen as last year, or that they're not. Some super, super improved. Like, yep. I, you know, you, you, there's, I wish I could explain it to people, but unfortunately, we're just gonna have to go prove them wrong. Um, but I would go, I would go Naris as the closer, and then I would have any trio of Bradley, Alvarado, Brogdon ready to go. So I would have Alvarado coming in and kind of shutting down um, opposing offenses as, you know, as if there's any fire that's kind of starting. I would I would just bring an Alvarado and he would put that out quickly. Like, I don't, I don't want him to be just my closer. You know, I kind of, I kind of want to be able to use him in, in what Sir Anthony was like when Sir Anthony came up, which was, which was six, seventh, eighth inning, put out the fire and, and get the ball to Neres, you know? Um, you know, I, that's, that's where I would personally like to use him. um, and then from there, you know, I think Archie Bradley is kind of like that other guy that you can put back there that hopefully come in and get strikeouts. Brogdon's a guy for me that I think is going to just, you know, <laughs> like I just think he's going to develop into an absolute superstar this year. Um, you know, I love his mentality on the mound. He, he, he. Nothing seems to really phase him, um, and I just, I think he's going to start turning into the to the the Ryan Madsen guy that people just start oh. to love. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, it's 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 a big comparison, but like their stuff are, is very similar. So um, I think Brogdon's going to be the guy that people are going to be most surprised by this year. Uh, Sam Coonrod, you know, I, I think his stuff is is pretty sick. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I like that it came out today that the Phillies like analytics department was the one that was pushing for him. So it seems like they like something there. And you know, just giving Caleb Koffman a guy like that uh, with the stuff that he has is definitely good. And he was. He was pretty good two years ago. I mean, he had like a 390 or a, but still. Uh, and then last year was brutal. I mean, it's just bad, but the stuff's still there. Stuff still plays. Um, I am letting, I am letting Uh, Tony Watson go.
1: You, you gotta, re- you gotta let Watson go.
0: Ooh. I'm letting Watson go. I'm letting Watson go. It's okay. It's, it, but, but Jojo, like Jojo just has more upside. I mean, Absolutely. Jojo. yeah, it's, it's 90, 96, 97. Slider looks like it has added a little bit more depth to it. You know, I just I like Tony Watson. Um, I think you can still get Allison Major League Baseball, but um, I, I'm going with the young guy. You know, give me the, give me the upside of JoJo Romero. Um, Kinsler. Kinsler. I would like to keep Kinsler. Um, let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. All right. So I I would like to keep Kinsler for sure. Um, but if like, like the problem with that is, am I, what am I doing with Vince and what am I doing with Spencer, Spencer Howard? Howard? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do there. You know, they're, they're paying him what, $4 million to, 4 to million, be there. Yeah. So, uh, and obviously Spencer Howard has uh, minor league options, but I mean, he would really help this bullpen if they put him in there in, in day one. So Kinsler might not have a spot. Like they could definitely, if they wanted to, they could put Coonrod in AAA, you know, and, and have Kinsler on the opening day roster. Um, and it seems like given that, his mentality you know they asked him for the season about this bullpen you know he seemed very fired up about he it did, it was, didn't like just... a little like like calm down Brandon calm down <laughs> um, and they are paying him a good amount of money so I, I could see it I could see it I don't know but either way like the crazy the, the, like we're having conversations about guys who would have been like the second best guys on the bullpen last year yeah that's you know true. like yeah that's, that's where we're at with this team where there's literally not enough spots for the talent that they have and like that's what I'm saying with these people they're still like oh the bullpen's terrible it's like it's, it's just not true it's just it's not true.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- but but it's I'm I'm actually sitting here smiling and quietly optimistic about our bullpen. Let's and go. I, I think we're in, I think we're in good hands here. Um, that's right. And of course massive test from off the bat you know with the Mets and the Bra- uh, Braves Mets Braves Mets cards. Oh. But, but bring it on because if we get through that and the bullpen hold their own, it's going to build some great confidence and foundation going forward for the season. Um, Jack, or some questions from that from our lovely listeners? Okay, And then we'll get into this game with uh, you and Alex we'll, and Jack is first up to take That's the right. game. So we've got that lined up. Uh, at Sue Kid says uh, what is the biggest concern? rotation or bullpen? What are the most realistic trade deadline acquisitions based off the payroll situation?
0: um so it's not sue kid it's suck kid suck i
1: knew I, I get, it's i'm sorry
0: it's a, it's an american thing it's an american thing but it's suck Kid. it's a harper harper kind of did it a couple of years ago <laughs> um um so uh i would listen i would still i would say it's the rotation i would say it's the rotation i am I, be, I believe, and listen, you can cut this audio and you can make fun of me in, <laughs> in eight months, but I believe more in the bullpen than I do this starting rotation. I I like what I've seen from Matt Moore and Chase Anderson. I really do. Um, But I don't love having to rely on those guys as my yeah. four or five. You know, I think they could be good. I think they could be good, but like on any given night, the, the fact that the Phillies can go, Naris Bradley, Alvarado, Brogdon, you know, Kinsler, Jojo, Coonrod, whatever, Howard. Like, that's that's a lot of arms that teams are going to have to get through. It just is. That is a lot of stuff, a lot of guys. So, um, I would personally say the bullpen. But, honestly, like, it's not that I'm down on the rotation. Because I think the rotation would be good. Like, I I can't wait to watch Zach guy I just uh, like, I'm all I'm like, in on Zach
1: like,
0: Especially if he's, uh, his wife's pregnant now, so he's got the dad strength. Yep, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> gonna, it's gonna add to his fastball. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, I, I'm I'm fired up about both. But if I had to choose on that, I would say the bullpen and the
1: deadline. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get too to, tough, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get to the deadline when we get to the deadline. Let, let's uh, make sure we're actually in a position to, to make a, a key acquisition and not like Estrada Cabrera. And,
1: oh, nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Oscar, a, a, a loyal listener to both our pods. Uh, so we've covered that one. Uh, oh, and again, who, who do you want the Phillies to take in the draft? Oh, man.
0: Uh, that's a, that is a loaded question. Yeah, I isn't have, it just? I have so many guys. I have so many guys that I love in the draft. Um, oh, man. It's, it really just depends who falls. Like, yeah. I love I love Chase Petty. Um, he's, he's probably a reach at 13, but his stuff is stupid. I mean, a hundred and whatever. He's just, he's, he's disgusting. Uh, Ty Madden from Texas is, is gross. Uh, again, like 97 to hundred. These are a lot of like arms. Um, but it's always good to have more arms. I get it. Uh, there's not really many hitters that jump off the page, you know, like some of the guys in the top 10, I would love if they fall. Like, I mean, it, it, like literally if Judd Fabian to the Phillies at 13, like I would, like I just quit the high host podcast and just streak down broad (laughs) street. like I'd be so happy like I just there's so many guys I want um I haven't fully narrowed it down yet to my guy um but the Phillies are in a really good position at 13 there there's going to be some some good talent there for them
1: excellent um Charles Lockerman says are the Phillies gonna sign Cole Hamels um and extend that to I I don't think we will but can you see Cole ending up anywhere because it's it's getting on now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's 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 a little interesting. Um, he isn't like there's not even one rumor anyway. No, for set. <laughs> like uh, maybe he's waiting till the season starts and there's some injuries and, and guys go down. But yeah, it's 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 super interesting that there's been no Hamels buzz. Um, I don't think the Phillies will sign him. Um, and I don't yeah, I just teams might think he's done. I mean, he's he's gotten hurt every single year the last yeah. three years, I think. So um I would personally like it. Like, I, I now that it's not like we're trading real prospects or signing him to real money and you can sign him for almost nothing, like, signing not Cole would be fun. Um, but I just,
1: um, Jim McCall last question says, What do you see happening in left after this year? Bring back Kutch or go elsewhere?
0: Uh, yeah, I think this is the last year of Cutch yeah. Um, it's a shame because I love him. Like, I just love Andrew McCutcheon. I'm, I'm so glad he's here. Um, but I just, you know, he, he's probably not a left fielder anymore. Um, and his bat was already in, in the decline before the Phillies signed him a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, I don't, unless it's like a, in a bench role, I would, I would like an upgrade there. I don't really want it to be Moniac and center and Hazley and left or, uh, Quinn whatnot. Like, I just don't think that's good enough. I would like an upgrade there. Um, problem is like, I, you know, there's not really anyone else coming through the system. That's a stone cold left fielder. Um, and there's no one in the draft that they'll be to get, that could do it and turn around that fast, obviously. So it's probably going to come from the free agent market. Um, at the moment, I just, I don't know totally who's available. You know, like a guy that I think would be really interesting. And I, again, I don't know if it's a free agent, but is Mitch Haniger um, oh, yeah. from, from Seattle. Cause Seattle, like, yeah. they don't really, they won't really need him after this year. They have Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kalanick, Kyle Lewis. Um, so he's a guy that, you know, a couple years ago was, a, was awesome. I mean, he had like 26 homers, bad to 300. Um, and then he got hurt the last two years. So, you know, that kind of, that kind of took him off team's radars. But he could be a, a, a possible trade candidate at the deadline or, or even next year. But I'm um, just trying to look here real quick. If there's any good left field options um, for next year. Uh AJ Pollock, eh. uh, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Tommy Pham, eh, 34. Like yeah. Corey Dickerson's 33. Eddie Rosario. Oh, there's the answer, Mark Konya. Mark Marcania from the Oakland Ace. That's a, that's a left field option next year. Uh, you know, gets on base a ton, leadoff hitter, has some pop. Um, that would be that would be my pick for left field if they don't trade for Mitch Haniger.
1: Yeah, agreed. And, and everybody listening make the absolute most of this final year of Kutch because he is a one in a kind. He really is and just enjoy every minute we see of him because there's not many players like him in baseball. There really nope. isn't and it, it's going to be so sad when, it, when he does leave to Phillies in his final games but let's get the playoffs for him. Let's get in the playoffs. Let's see him in the postseason. You know it's one big last hurrah for Kutch uh, because what a, what, a, what a player and what a guy. What a guy. Um, agreed jack let's, let's do the game so it'll be jack car right. versus alex alex's turn will be will be after this
0: okay so i better this, not lose this, this is, this, is this, <laughs> would be, this, would, this would be embarrassing Matt, if I
1: <laughs> this is called who am i so basically i've got five players here at the phillies i'm going to give you five clues if you get the answer you get one guess per clue if you get the answer right on clue one, you get five points. You get the answer right on clue two, four points, clue three, three points, and so on. Do I have unlimited guesses? No. Okay. <laughs> it's one guess. One guess per clue.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Are you ready for player number one? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. And Alex will get the same questions. He isn't listening. But he's not in the Zoom call. He won't know until well, he I, comes I,
0: on I not can't, I can't prove that. I can't prove it. You <laughs> might be able to prove that. I can't
1: prove it. Okay, here we go. Clue number one: drafted in 2011, round two, overall pick 66, drafted by the Phillies. Huh.
0: And these these guys are still on the team today, right? I can't say. Oh,
1: okay. Well, all right. Clue one's, clue one's always the hardest. That's why it's five yeah. points.
0: Okay, 2011. All right, so if I but if I guess, I still get to get the next clue, right?
1: Well, if you guess it right, I'll go through the rest of the... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guess wrong, okay. I'll go through... The- I still want to make
0: sure if I guess wrong, then I lose. Okay?
1: No, no, yeah, you'll get the rest of the... you get the next clue.
0: 2011 round two... Uh, Jonathan Pettibone.
1: Wrong. Clue two for four points. Born in Port St. Joe's, Florida. Uh,
0: Cameron Rupp.
1: No. No, clue number three debuted for the Phillies at age 23 on the 11th of September 2016. You're gonna kick yourself, I think. Really? Yeah. Ah, oh, my S- god! Especially the next two, the next two clues coming up.
0: 2011 second. This is before I got. This is when I was still playing and didn't think of the draft. Uh, okay. Uh pass. Give me the next clue.
1: Clue number four for two points. His 2020 stats were 12 games, an average of 0.213, 12 stolen bases, two home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn is the answer. Two
0: points. Damn it. Okay.
1: Two points. Okay. 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 Tough start. Tough start. Number two. Drafted in 2010, round three, 104th pick. I can't give you the team at this point.
0: Round three in 2010. Uh, but uh, no, not him. Not him. Round three in 2010, not giving me the team, which I'm telling you is not the Phillies. It's not the Phillies. Not, it's not McCutcheon, obviously. Uh this is awful. This is awful. <laughs> I'm passing. I'm passing.
1: Passing. Okay. Clue number two. Major league debut on the fifth. Uh, on the 5th, uh, sorry, on the 6th of May 2014. Again, not with the Phillies, but he is in the Phillies now.
0: Mm, mm. This is the worst. This is the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> I this thought is... you'd smash this. Really? No, these are hard, man. Like, oh, I is... think I made these too hard. Oh, man. No, these are going back to, I mean, 2010 draft? 2014, now he's in the Phillies?
1: Uh... Oh, my gosh. I have
0: <laughs> uh wheeler no it's not
1: no it's not wheeler question number three 2020 stats when average of 0.266 11 home runs 32 rbis give me the stats again average of 0.266 11 home runs 32 rbis brad miller no you should get it with this one born on the 18th of march 1991 in dell city oklahoma uh, jt jt is your man two points again
0: all right all right i'll be better next time all right. okay all
1: right. okay this, this. okay next player clue number one uh free agent signing by the phillies in 2010 he was never <sighs> drafted in yeah,
0: baseball. yeah yeah Pre-agent signing by the Phillies in 2010. Uh, Hector Neris.
1: Yeah! Five big points. Five big points in the bag. Whoo!
0: Don't let me get hot.
1: All right. Here we go, then. Let's make it two in a row. Drafted in 2013. Round two. 53rd pick for the Phillies.
0: Round two by the Phillies. I I know Nappy was a second-rounder. Kingery was 2015. All right. I'm going Nappy.
1: Oh, he's got it. He's got it. Mm. He's got it. Boom. Andrew mm. Knapp. Debut take on the it. 6th of take, March.
0: Taken before
1: Cody Bellinger. Wow. Really? hmm Damn. Jack, five out of five. So you're on yes. 14, 14 points overall into the final question. Uh, final player. Clue number one. Drafted 2014 round five overall 142.
0: Reese Hoskins. Reece
1: Hoskins. That's the easy one. Let's go. What a finish. What yeah. a finish. Top mark. So uh, 19 points for Alex to beat.
0: Good luck, Alex. Good luck.
1: Good luck.
0: He'll, he'll beat me because of the twos. The twos screwed me. If I got them any earlier, this would have been a wrap.
1: It's the game's fault.
0: It's the game's fault. It's,
1: it's, it's the game's fault. Uh, quickly before you go, Jack, um, Braves, Mets, Braves, Mets. 13 really tough games. I'm going to put you on the spot here. The okay. 50s record coming out of those 13 games is going to be
0: 13-0. and 0. Yes, 13, Jack! 13-0. <laughs> no, uh, bu- 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 I'll say I'll say 8-5.
1: Oh, man. And uh, the hype, if it was 8-5 and five after that, the, the, the fan base would be off the charts. Like. could... <laughs> wow 85 i love it jack all right thank you so much for coming on buddy we will no problem always a pleasure
0: always a pleasure i hope i beat alex That's all i care about at this point <laughs> I, hope, I hope he chokes and that's all i got to say about that
1: awesome <laughs> brilliant jack thank you so much we'll talk soon buddy thank you all right
0: thanks a lot have a good one
1: cheers man uh, again, a massive thank you for Jack for coming on. As you heard in the game, oh, Alex, Alex, who who still has no idea what Jack did in the quiz, but you guys now know. Ooh, it's, mm. quite, it's, it's quite a score.
0: That's mm. all...
1: Hi, Jack. Bye, Jack. <laughs> oh. uh, but again, uh, always great to have Jack on, and we will have him on later He's on. He's the man. He is the man. He is the man. Love that pod. Love that guy. Love James. And I'm definitely gonna check out the uh, the brewery, Four Fingers Brewery when I'm I'm. Oh open. yeah, because I, uh, I have
2: to make my way out as well. I have not been
1: yet. It's um it's on one well, of top of my list. And um, by the way, guys, Happy Cheesecake Day, Alex. Happy Cheesecake Day. Is that is that a thing? Don't tell me it's not a thing because because I've seen it on Twitter. Uh, wait, I'm, I didn't I'm know that. Out- it, Wait, apparently, it's National you, Cheesesteak Day.
2: Are you telling me that I ate a burrito on National Cheesesteak Day?
1: Sacrilege. Oh, God. Um, what have I done? What? Well, I Pasch- have no idea. Passion Avenue tweeted out um, saying that they were doing a deal 15% off their love bundles. Thank you very much. Ordered and purchased, ready for opening day. I will have a cheesesteak and one of their finest pails. Uh, oh, very yeah. nice. And apparently, it's National Cheesesteak my day.
2: first. my first stop. When I get to the ballpark yes. on April first, I'm getting myself a cheesesteak.
1: There from, is Alex? nothing,
2: nothing gonna stop me. Honestly, have not made the decision yet. I do <laughs> also know that I will be stopping by. I see because I have multiple food stops during the day. Okay, I go to Xfinity <laughs> Live. My dad and I we go to. It's our tradition. We go to Xfinity Live on opening day. Go to Xfinity Live. We go to. Uh, we go to Bullies. We eat there first. Then we go to the game. And we eat dinner at the game. And then, so I, I have multiple food stops. So I don't know if I'm going to get it at Bullies. I don't know if I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> I know there are a couple cheesesteak spots inside Xfinity Live. And I know that there's, um, there's a couple as well inside the ballpark. So I don't know yet. It depends on how I feel the day of. But I also have to make a trip to Shake Shack while I'm in the ballpark. Oh, so I don't know yet. I don't know. But I'm going to be gaining at least four pounds. Uh, when I get there on April 13th. <laughs> so I'm
1: very yeah. excited. Oh, I wish we had a Shake Shack here, anywhere near where I live. The nearest one's London. It's too far to go just for a Shake Shack. You I making... didn't even know you guys had one. Yeah, there's a, few, there's a few around the country, but where I live, just... Oh, we, wow. we, we... I did not know that. It was either... Well, apparently it was either between Taco Bell and Shake Shack and they went for Taco Bell. We've got five guys that's... now. We've got a five guys. We're slowly getting What? There. Wait, and... that's so funny because when... so.
2: It's quick sidebar. I know this is so off topic, but when I was a young boy in the UK, I used to hate burgers, any kind of red meat, um, because, you know, obviously in the UK, they don't uh, add as many horrible detrimental (laughs) things as they do in the US, uh, you know, in terms of preservatives and in terms of hormones and things like that. Um, So I used to hate red meat. I did not know they even had the option to add those kinds of places, but I guess things change. I don't know.
1: Things change. Oh, no, I'll tell you what, it doesn't taste it doesn't taste the same. It's, it, it's not the yeah, same as five it's, guys. It's, it's a,
2: not a heart attack on a bike Yeah, it's not. It's it, it, it tastes
1: too healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the That's I ridiculous. wanted the real experience and it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it get was that down, here, Dave. It was a Come on over. Uh, and apparently <laughs> <laughs> and this is we'll get back to baseball in just a second. But Wendy's is coming to the UK.
2: Oh God.
1: I know. Good luck. <laughs> Good <laughs> yeah. luck it's Ooh. a lot of food for five dollars over there it's gonna be it's gonna be in london no doubt i think they'll start over but uh it's gonna get a lot of people in but it's a lot of money good luck with the uh, good, good luck. uh i'm <laughs> i'm completely out of sync Alex. i don't even know where i am now um
2: oh i'm sorry i'm so food. sorry it's for, for at putting night. you on food
1: now oh, I, no no i want to get a takeout um oh listen to you talk about opening day like oh, i miss citizens bank like, i'm sorry i i, I when i go to the games i get there so early like yes three, as you should four hours early i go to xfinity bar get it get a get a beer just sit mm. play a bit of mm. uh corn cornhole cornhole play yes. we don't have over, over here and i love playing and i love getting chatting. oh some, it's a great game chatting some randoms and just play and just have some beers yes, sir. then i'll check out the uh uh yeah, oh, yes, some of the course. tailgates and wander around and just, just take the atmosphere in. I love I love the atmosphere. And, and it's I mean, very different. Really different. It's like, very different from, from really I'm sure
2: different. What, what you guys have. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh it's... exactly.
1: Yeah. That's why I make the most of it because it, you know, when you go to a soccer game, you go you or you'll go to a bar usually about two hours, three hours before a game, then you just go to the stadium to watch the game. Right. And then go again. So you're there for like right. two hours. So to have the experience of the ballpark Xfinity live, of course, wander around the tailgates. Then I'm, I'm usually in as soon as the gates open, just because I want to be yeah. inside. Like, yes. Then I go, I went to Shake Shack with my first portal call when I got in there last time and
0: mm-hmm. then just, just,
1: just walk around the ballpark, chill out, chat to people. It's just so, I just love it. I just miss it so much. And then even afterwards Xfinity live, Last time I was there, it was, oh, yeah, it was June, so it was a nice warm summer evening. I had a band playing on the Friday and Saturday night. Uh, met some people, had some beers, more cheesesteaks. It's just that's a, what a, I'm most just excited just for
2: when playoff baseball returns to Philadelphia. Xfinity Live is going to be what? absolutely play,
1: play, play, what What's this? What's this what? Playoffs, you, you what? Playoff it could be
2: when it listen. I know it's a foreign concept, but <laughs> when it returns to Philadelphia, it is going, Xfinity Live is going to be oh, packed man. to the brim. It is going to be a sight to behold because seriously, the the Phillies, that's a relatively new construction over there. So mm. especially smack dab in the middle of all the major sports stadiums, just that place is going to be rocking for the people that couldn't get into the, uh, couldn't get into the games uh, for, for, for any kind of playoff scenario. So I am very, very much looking forward to that. Even though I don't live near Philadelphia anymore, I'm ecstatic.
1: You know what? I, I, if we got to the playoffs and I couldn't get tickets, I think I oh. would I think I think would fly out just to be in the city you should. in Xfinity you, Live. I think you I can would. stay
2: with me, Dave.
1: You can yes. stay with me. You yes. always have a space in my so house. Did. You're good. Perfect. Right, we what we to do is get to the playoffs. Simple as that. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard, boys. Oh, uh, not difficult enough. Not, not this bullpen we've got now. It's, it's, it should be easy now. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get, let's get uh, So, Alex, um, what do I want to talk about? Um, Let's talk about centre field because that development since we last spoke oh, has, has changed. We just touched on it with, with Jack. Quinny and Hazley now, to me, looks like the obvious platoon.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take back what I said on our last podcast. <laughs> uh, at that at that point in time, I it did look you like, right, Don't worry. It did look like uh, Odubel Herrera had the, the, the position kind of locked up, and then he went like 0 for 12, um, or something of the sort. And striking because, man, out a lot. He he has well. So that's what I mentioned last last podcast, right? He's swinging yep. it utter garbage. He's been swinging at utter garbage and the exit velocities have not been impressive. They never were. That is what had me so confused. Even though he's hit three home runs, two of them, I believe were, you know, short ports shouldn't be home runs like flyouts in a major league stadium. So I was very um, unimpressed with what I had seen, but it did look like he was the only one of the five options that was actually making any kinds of strides. And now we're like, what, not even a week later, right? We, yep. I can't even remember when it was that we recorded, but not even, not even a week later, it's completely flip-flop. He's got a 695 OPS. I think he's hit – I just tweeted about it. He's said he's like 227 or something like that. He struck out twice today in today's game. He looks terrible, and I couldn't be happier because Roman Quinn, we – First, Our first, what was it? Our, we recorded on the day that he first started taking off. He was It was like three games after he started choking up on the bat. And now, ever since he's been on absolute fire, he hit a 401-foot bomb the other day at like 108 miles an hour, uh, which was just a sight to behold. That was great. Yep. And then Adam Hazley comes back, gets a hit in his first at-bat, drove a ball to the warning track today. I mean, it's only been two days, but – it really is starting to look like Adam and Roman are going to be your center field platoon. and I am absolutely fine with that. I, you know, that was what they were doing last year. Right. And even though Roman Quinn didn't work out the way that Joe Girardi, I think expected him to now we've got a full 162 games to give these guys a nice fair platoon, if not a little bit skewed towards Adam Hazley. I think Adam should be starting against every single right-handed starting pitcher. I think Roman should take over versus a left-handed reliever. And I think Roman should be starting against every left-handed starting pitcher. And then Adam should take over against a right-handed reliever. And you can change it up a little bit depending on what's going on. But if Scott Kingery is really going to start in AAA, then this platoon feels like a match made in heaven. And I'm very, very happy about it. So I, as long as Adam is getting the brunt of the at-bats, I'm fine with it. Now, if Joe Girardi goes on to do what he did last year and not give Adam Hazley the brunt of the at-bats, I'm going to have a problem uh, because that's my son. And like any father at a little league game, uh, I will get angry if my son does not get enough playing time.
1: Absolutely. All right, Alex, <laughs> seven days to go. The opening day lineup. What would, what would your lineup be going into opening day? Who will, who's going to take that first at-bat at the top of the order? I'm so stats. excited. Uh, okay. So
2: leading off, I will always, until proven otherwise, uh, I will always put Kutch there. I think Kutch is the perfect guy to put it lead off, gets on base a lot, drives in a lot of runs on the wraparound. Uh, he's, he's just, he's really good. I'm a big fan of Andrew McCusin. He's had a great spring. Um, and I think, you know, he had a great year last year too. I'm very excited to see what he can contribute to this club and, and this year.
1: And he's look better in spring. He looks a lot more loose. Running he more freely, looks well over his injury That play now, he that does. he made the other day in left
2: field—if look, I can't begin. I cannot even begin to tell you how big of a deal it would be to have an, a healthy Andrew McCutcheon in left field. Just to have a non-zero in left field, because I am nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about the left side of the infield and the left side of the outfield because it goes Alec Boehm. It goes Didi Gregorius. Two guys that really don't have a great range. Um, And then Andrew McCutcheon, who took a significant step back defensively last year. So I do I do worry a little bit about the left side of the infield and the left side of the outfield. But Alec Boehm has had an amazing spring defensively. The fact that his glove has not been a major non like a major non factor uh, or the fact that his glove has been a major non factor is a big deal. Um, if, if he can even be average defensively at third base, that's a massive deal for yeah. the Phillies. Uh And then also, Didi hasn't looked terrible either. Um, you know, just some, some missed picks by some first basemen, but that's that's about all I got for Didi. So as long as those two guys can be average at their positions, I'm fine. I'm 100% okay. Absolutely. Um, but yes, anyway, Andrew McCutcheon, leading off. Great slugging skills, great on-base skills, 100%. Batting second, I would put Reese Hoskins. I do think that if he shows more of his power stroke, he might bump a little further down later on in the year. But I I think right now that is the best spot for him. Obviously walks a ton, has a lot of power. Two holes is a good spot to to put a really good hitter. And Reese Hoskins is a really good hitter. Despite what many will try to tell you, Reese Hoskins is a really good hitter. (laughs) Um, So I'm a big fan of Reese Hoskins hitting two. Then of course, Bryce Harper hitting three. There's no one else to put there. Some people have said Alec Boehm. I'm not ready no, to do that. Bone yet. Behind uh I, I think Bryce uh, I had a I received a text from a oh. person who's very, very wise statistically. Uh, and they told me uh, the following that Bryce Harper's, I actually can't remember the exact uh, the exact quote of what I was given, but his numbers last year were expectedly his slash was supposed to go three four six. His slash was supposed to be three oh six. 480 something and 600 in slugging something those were his expected stats based on his production last year um so i'm not even ready or even close to ready to <laughs> yeah, yeah. let Bryce Harper out of the three hole um yeah. if if he at any point shows any kind of flash towards that mvp caliber player uh you know which he's a perennial mvp candidate don't you dare count him out um, you know, if he at any point shows that you want him in the three hole, you want him in the three yeah. hole, he wins you games in the three hole, so that's where you put him. Fourth, I have Mr. Alex Bohm, the one and only, uh, the best run drive in guy on the team. Wow. Uh, if if you've got a guy on third base, you want Alec Bohm at the plate, he's going to give you that sack flyer, he's going to give you a single, or he's going to just hit a home run. Um, so I'm there is no way I could see anybody else taking that fourth spot, especially given JT Realmuto's struggles with runners in scoring position. Batting fifth, I would have Didi Gregorius, because Didi Gregorius, despite his low exit velocity and low hard hit numbers, he is always, always, always clutch with runners on base. As well as that, I think that with the short porch, he will just hit a lot of home runs. We saw the absolute tank he hit the other day. (laughs) He's still got it. You don't have to worry about Didi Gregorius' bat at all, I don't think. Uh, Batting sixth, I'd have JT Realmuto. Best catcher in baseball. I do worry a little bit, again, about his his numbers with runners and scoring positions. So I would like to put him at six. I think that is a perfect spot for him. Perfect chance for if, you know, you're four and five, they miss out on driving the run-in. Well, surprise, you got to deal with the best catcher in the sport uh, who just happens to have a really, really great bat. Um, so he would definitely be my guy that I put batting six. Just an absolute powerhouse of a catcher. Very, very glad that he was brought back. Then batting seventh, I would have Mr. Gene Segura. Um, again, I'm expecting a lot out of Gene this year. I think that his on-base skills are going to translate really, really well this year, uh, as well as, you know, obviously he's known for making a ton of contact. Uh, I do think he'll surprise a lot of people uh, with his power this year. I think there's going to be, he's going to oh. hit about 15 to 20 home runs this year. Really? Uh, so I'm, I'm really, oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm very, very excited, perhaps even more than 20. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then batting eighth, I have Mr. Adam Hazley because he is my favorite. Um, I think that he is going to have a really great year uh, in, you know, if not in center field, at least at Dish. Um, yeah. And I think that it is going to be really eye-opening for some people because I love watching Adam Haisley at take at-bats. I just love watching him hit. I love watching him work you know, work the count. He always delivers in the end. Uh, very, very excited. And again, having a hitter like that in your eighth hole is just so exciting. And then batting ninth, of course, we've got Aaron Nola. Um, but I just can't wait for the day where I never have to watch another pitcher hit ever again. Uh, oh, so, I think so you it, are pro-pro-DH. So,
1: pro, oh,
2: given especially what just happened with Zach Allen. I mean, I've never been pro-DH mm. or anti-DH. I have always just been pro symmetry. I want both leagues to look the same. I know there's a novelty to having two leagues with different rules, but I think that is so silly. Um, and I would just rather see both leagues operate under the same rules because it's all one league. It's all the major league of baseball. Um, so I think they should operate under the same rules. And, but given that Zach Gallen just, uh, suffered a hairline fracture from swinging a baseball bat, uh, because he is a pitcher and should not be doing that. Uh, you know, I I am just I cannot wait for the day where I don't have to watch pitchers stand in a box and risk getting hit in the head, or just take three pitches down the middle uh, for a strikeout, or swing and flail and you know let go of the bat and hit somebody in the crowd, or any of the above. Uh, I yeah, just I really think it is it is so silly that we are still doing that in 2021. I think, so uh, I think bring on the DA, please.
1: I think it's a bit. I can't year. wait. I think next year that's we'll my be... lineup, and it's that a is, good one. It's a good one, like. You, you read that out and even on the bench. It's really good. Brad Miller, it's really good. It's Roman really Quinn can do a job. Um, Maybe
2: Matt Joyce, Matt, who sorry, just Matt, deserves Matt, to Matt be in there. Joyce's
1: average has been phenomenal this oh, spring. He just, and he's just been amazing hits. in right
2: field defensively. Yeah, he's made two stellar catches in right field. Yeah, he's been really good.
1: He's he just he just hits. <laughs> just every time I watch it, yeah.
2: It. Hit. Well he he that's that's what he does. He rakes against right-handed pitching and that is great because then if you exhaust Brad Miller on you know in, in a clutch scenario, well guess what? Mm. You've got Matt Joyce coming. Matt Joyce if uh, most closers in baseball are right-handed. The only left-handed yeah, closer that I can really think of, it's Taylor Rogers for the Twins and Aroldis Chapman for the Yankees. That's about oh, it. Want, and Josh we'll, Hader we'll for the Brewers, them. of course. Josh Hader for the Brewers, that's of Hader, course. Yeah. But, you know, it's rare that a closer is left-handed. Um, and even when they are, Matt Joyce has proven that he can hit lefties too. But ultimately, what you want is just, you know, the best chance you can possibly have by putting the, the best bats that you have on your bench. And Matt Joyce has proven that he will be the best of the best of bench bats, I think. Um, so very excited. I really hope he, they can find a spot for him. I really do. Uh, which it does sound like they will be able to. I'm I'm not going to go into detail, but oh. there's some there's oh, some what? brewing's some brewing's happening, uh, or so so I have been whispered.
1: Oh, nothing to do with Vince, is it? I don't know because uh, we haven't seen Can't him in a while, say.
2: and apparently he's well. He does have an oblique injury, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. It's an oblique injury in quotation marks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, quickly before we get onto the game. Uh, I asked Jack the same question. I'm, I'm curious for your answer as well. First 13 games, Braves-Mets, Braves-Mets. What do you think will be the Phillies record after those 13 games? You
2: always ask me this, Dave, and I always I give you an, optimi- an optimistic know. answer. I am not going to be as optimistic. As oh, Alex. I do, think, I do think that the team will get off to a slow start. I do think that there are going to be some growing pains. Um, and I'm just, in all, I'm just terrified of both of these teams. I'm not terrified of the Braves. Don't get me wrong. I would never be terrified of the Braves. <laughs> I'm just terrified of the voodoo magic that they have behind them. And they always seem to come out of the gate nice and strong, with the exception of last year when they were swept by the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, but I do, I do get nervous when playing them because I do feel like every time it just goes wrong. Um, even though that's not the case because you know the Phillies have I believe they won and split the season series with the Braves respectively yep. Yep. Uh, these last two years so I know I shouldn't feel that way but I just do this time around Aww, and the Alex. Mets I'm 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 nervous because I think that they are really good uh, I just have to see a little bit more of these teams in real game action but I still think it'll be a nice, easy six and seven. By so, so, so
1: Jack went eight and five. Wow! And and that and it, guy and, and and that got me hyped. So I've got seven and six, and I didn't, wow. think, I'd, I didn't think I'd be talked down in this show, Alex. Well,
2: I mean, I know I'm I'm the unexpected, uh, you know, glass half empty kind of guy, but I just it's just <laughs> looking at the matchups. I do. Feel, I know. Because I've 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 looked at it a little bit extensively, and I do feel that um just in games that are not started by Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler and Chase Anderson, you know, I, I, or what did I just say? Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Zach F-ing. Eflin. Yeah. Um,
1: Chase Anderson. <laughs> whoops.
2: Freudian slip. Uh, but no, in, in, in games that are not started by the, the, the top three guys in the rotation. Uh, I just don't know what to expect. And I've seen great stuff from them this spring, but it's spring. So yeah, it I really don't know what to expect. So I have tempered true. my expectations for now. Um, but I am still very excited. I mean, all it's going to take is them winning one series after another series, and then I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be right where Jack. Oh, yeah. But, like, uh, if, I'm
1: not there just yet. If, if we're eight and seven after the first 13 games, this, like I said to Jack, this fan base will be, off, if it were, if be it out were the stratosphere. Eight, well, he said eight and five. Dude. If they were eight
2: and five eight after and five, the first yeah. 13 games, that would be unbelievable. If, that if, would be <laughs> I
1: mean I'm, I'll be booking World Series tickets Then what would the Braves be? I'd be like the I Mets.
2: don't even know Yeah I don't even know I don't even know oh. that'd be, uh, oh. I'd be thrilled oh. The National League is just so much more powerful than the American League Oh, It oh, is so it's, it's terrifying It's so terrifying
1: Talk about but terrifying we'll see. Talk about terrifying we'll Alex see. Are you ready for the game? Oh no it? Right This game Alex is called Who am I? Oh, I'm God. I'm gonna give you five clues. If you, you get one guess per clue. If you get the if you get the guess right on the first clue, five points. Get it right on the second clue, four points. Clue three, three points, oh, and so on. No. Oh no. First clue is always the hardest. Okay. So I feel the, a little the, bit better. The, the listeners have heard Jack's attempt. And now Alex. <laughs> It's over to you with player number one. You ready for the first clue? I guess. Here we go. Drafted in 2011, round two, overall pick 66 by the Phillies.
2: Drafted in 2011, second round. Yep. Okay, wow. This is going to be... You're going to get a lot of silence from me.
1: No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I've got to, to press you. You can't be too long. Oh, really? You can't oh, be too God.
2: long. Um, okay. Uh, uh, oh, 2011. Uh, wait. Okay. So it's got to be. All right. I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to go for the guess. Is it Scott Kingery? It's not Scott Kingery. No, he's a second round pick. I just don't. Oh.
1: Clue two. He was born in St. Joe's, Port St. Joe's, Florida.
2: Port St. Joe's, Florida.
1: Oh my goodness. Is it by the Phillies? Oh.
2: Port St. Joe's, Florida. And I can't I can't ask you any questions in No, 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 no. Oh jeez. Um Oh, Port St. Joe's. Oh, wait. Is it um, Is it Roman Quinn? It is Roman Quinn.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay,
2: okay, 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 okay.
1: Oh. Oof.
2: Okay, I was thinking 2011. So so Let me explain my Scott Kingery guess really, really quick. So Scott Kingery, I know was drafted way later than 2011, but for whatever reason, I couldn't get my mind off of Scott Kingery being a second round pick. So I, I, okay. All right. I feel a little bit better. better.
1: It's a strong, strong start. Player number two. I'm nervous. Drafted in 2010 round three, 104th pick.
2: Do I get to know the team?
1: Oh, round three, 2010. Jack Mm. Jack didn't know the team either.
2: Oh, this is this is gonna be impossible. Um, 2010, round three. Oh, god, who would have been drafted in 2010? Um, gonna press you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. know,
1: know, Uh, is it? uh, I gotta get more information. Is it Zach Wheeler? It's not Zach. Wheeler. Do you know what? Dang. I think. I think Jack's. I think that was Jack's first really answer. True?
2: Yeah, it makes sense age-wise, but that's the only person that I that I really could think of.
1: Clue two: Major League debut was on the sixth of May, two thousand fourteen.
2: Sixth of May, two thousand fourteen. That's so late. Oh God. Um. And I don't get to know the team. Nope. Oh. No. No, this is impossible um <laughs> okay uh i'm just trying to rattle off the guys i know age-wise age-wise,
1: age-wise. What we, free agency is it jt reomita oh my god he's got it oh yes <sighs> First, uh, alex now on eight I'm points
2: standing up right now dave i'm pacing in my room
1: who so the clue three would have been his 2020 stats and then clue four would have been where well, you probably would have got it uh, born on the 18th of March, 91 in Dell City, Oklahoma. Uh, and then nickname would have been.
2: Well, that I, anybody would get it on the Oklahoma part unless oh, it was yeah. Archie Bradley, but
1: um okay wow okay good start good start is this is close wow
2: i'm really oh you're, you're making it sound like <laughs> you're good i'm excited well
1: it's it's interesting interesting start okay Player number oh, three uh-huh.
2: 2012
1: free agent signed by the phillies in 20 in 20 sorry 2010 2010 free agent signing by the Phils. in 2010 where have i and is it why have I got no? Uh, no, it is 2010. Yes, yeah, signed by the Phil's as a free agent in 2010.
2: As a as a major league free agent. Sorry, I, mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask qualifiers.
1: You can't ask qualifiers. You can't. Ask okay, person.
2: okay, okay. So, so uh, there is no tenured Philly that's been here since 2010. So it must be an international free agent. That's where my thinking goes. Uh, I'm gonna say because 2010 is a long time ago. I'm gonna say Hector Neris. The answer is
1: correct. Yes, Hector oh. Neris. He wasn't even drafted by anybody. I was looking. I was looking at no. It well, like no, he, he, was he was never he was drafted.
2: International signing.
1: Yeah. So uh, he can just get picked up. Yeah. I can't believe how long he's even been with the ball team. Uh, ball. Um. Oh. Yeah, he's right. the longest tenured Philly. That's incredible. I was going to say, Philly. made his Phils debut in twenty fourteen. Twenty twenty stats were four point five seven ERA, but it's all irrelevant because oh, that was his twenty twenty. 4.57
2: feels like it is better
1: than that. Yeah, no, yeah. 20 uh, era oh. was 4.57. It wasn't, it wasn't wow. a good year, but he that, got the slider now. He's good. That is, <laughs> yeah, sliders everything. So that's 18 points. Uh, no, five, wait, that's 13. No, it's 13, 13 points. So I'm way ahead of myself. Four, four, yeah. and five. Okay. 13 okay. points with two more to go. Woo-hoo-hoo. Okay.
2: Oh, wow, only two more. Oh my god,
1: two okay. more to go. You ready for this oh. one? All right. Okay. All right. Drafted 2013, round two, 53rd pick by the Phils.
2: By the Phils. Okay, so this, this is the one that I've already said. Wait, it might be. Let me think. 2013 by the Phils. Second round. Wait, no. Scott Gary was picked after 2013. He picking 2015. When 2013 Philly draft Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know I have to go. I have to hurry. I know I have to hurry. Come on. Um oh no. Oh, 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 oh. Easy. Andrew Knapp
1: Oh, he's got it.
2: He's got oh, it again. Easy, 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 easy. He's got it that again. Was, I I I was just rattling through guys in my brain and for some reason was only thinking pictures. But Andrew Knapp, that is easy because I remember doing my scouting reports on him very, very early uh, and being shocked that he was a, a second-round pick. Damn. Had a great arm. Had a great arm before before Tommy John. Had a really great arm. He was looking a lot better. But now, you know, he's Andrew Knapp.
1: Here we go. Oh, Last God, I'm nervous. Player. Drafted. 2014 round five, overall 147. I knew it.
2: I knew it was going to be Reese Hoskins. Why did I leave that one
1: last? Let's go. Why did I leave that last?
2: Well, no, because so Reese, that one sticks out in my brain a lot as well because fifth round pick uh, is a very specific number and I know that Reese is a fifth round pick.
1: Let's go. Final
2: score. I did pretty good. I did pretty good.
1: Well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll go through it with you, player by player. So, first okay. one was uh, Roman Quinn. You got four points. Jack got two on that one. What? He didn't. It wasn't. Yeah, he struggled with. Yeah, that Roman.
2: One. Roman is a Roman is a tough one to remember. He's a, he's a tough one to to think that he was a second round
1: pick. Yeah, but He's been that here. You don't think he's been here for as long as he has?
2: No, definitely not. Well, that that I did think of. I but I you definitely don't think that he was taken that high. No, right. but speed but, was valued a lot differently.
1: But to be fair to to uh, to Jack, he did say he was still playing. He was himself still playing at this point. He was still playing. That's true. So he, you know, he, slight disadvantage. Uh, then JT Real Muto, you got four, and again Jack got two. Got no, you two. No, I
2: would have thought he It was de- the Dell
1: City, Oklahoma. He, uh, I'm pretty sure he said Zach Wheeler first as well on that one.
2: Oklahoma would have been the giveaway. That would have been a. I'm however, not saying it was
1: Archie Bradley, but however, Neris, Knapp, and Hoskins, he also got five points. Five points. He, he got the all max. right. So he got 19, you got 23. It was the first two rounds which bagged it. for Wow, you. Alex Carr, wow. you are the winner.
2: Wow, I don't know who to thank. Um, <laughs> ooh, ooh thank you uh thank you to <laughs> myself my younger self for endlessly writing up scouting reports for players and knowing when they were drafted i guess
1: like, jack was absolutely kicking himself after the first two because he knew he should have gotten he, he knew yeah, the they, ones that i would have expected
2: down. him to get the nap one i would have ex- or not the nap one uh what was the uh, terrace
1: that he missed
2: or no, jt it, it, no, i would have yeah, expected yeah. him to get jt
1: JT and Quinny with the two first he let him down, then he got five 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 the final three. He's, he finished yeah. on fire.
2: Those final five, those final uh or final three were were uh as long as you kind of like think about it enough, I think you can you can get those. But dang, close.
1: Yeah. The, the, well, the well, nearest one was uh, obviously you two found it quite easy, but I thought it was a bit of a curveball being a free agent. But then you again, international signing. Get the, every
2: Well, the free agency. Yeah, the free agency makes it different because there's because with this team, there's no Philly that's been tenured that long from free agency, quote unquote, from major league free agency. Um, so then that's where you're where our brains went to international. Yeah.
1: Damn, you boys know your stuff. Good little game. Oh, we try, we try. Alex, you we are try. the winner. Still very old in Oh, thank scores. God.
2: I was really nervous. <laughs> you made me really nervous.
1: Whew, right. I would say what, I was nervous listening to you trying to work those out. I was like, oh, oh God, sounds I'd stressful. To, well,
2: because it, it's like a WIP call or something. It's like you, <laughs> the, like the the um. oh, what did they used to do? They used to do like beat the hammer and stuff like that. I don't know if they still do that. I haven't listened to WIP in a little bit um but they used to do, like beat the hammer and then you know i tried to talk through my thought process just because i know that a lot of people would be like oh how do you know they weren't looking up the answers but but you, that's <laughs> stuff that you probably can't really look up um, exactly so, but i tried to i tried to talk throughout my thinking process to no, keep it, it entertaining yeah for and it was the, an interesting how
1: in what in what roads you went down it was it was interesting oh hey guys, one. and guys listening, let us know how you got on. Did you beat Jack or Alex's score? I had 23. That's some going. So I don't think I didn't. Alex got as low as no. You you got you got all I of get as low in as as the four, first yeah. two clues. So yeah. If anyone's got more than 23 points, let us know because that's
2: unhealthily unhealthily obsessed with
1: this <laughs> team. There's not very wrong with that? Right. <laughs> that is a wrap. We are one week away from opening day. Next week, we'll be we'll be discussing the Braves versus the Phillies and the Mets oh, versus the God. Phillies, the first two home series. Cannot wait. Guys, if you've liked what you've heard, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a nice little review as well. It'd be really, really appreciated. And all is left for me to say is ring the bell and Alex?
2: Ring the bell, Dave. Ring the yes. bell. Yes.